Today on Laura Lynn and Friends. These are the same people and we, the free people of humanity, have to understand they've played this game for a very long time and I believe that it's all to culminate in something called Agenda 2030. And uh, I think much of what we've seen, including the pandemic, including these wars, including uh, the manufactured chaos and color revolutions are uh, that this is a plan. And too many people saw what they were, who they were, and woke up like from your show and many other shows, and I think that they're losing. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the beginning of the last days. My name is Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson, and as usual, I love to open the show by reading from my dad's Bible. I miss him every single day. Died about two years ago, and he spent his time underlining from one end of this book to the other, and I opened it up today to uh, a really cool spot, and I love this verse that my dad underlined, Joel 2, verse 25, and it says, I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God. I don't know about you, but do you feel like some years have been stolen? I mean, uh, ever since 20, you know, 20 hit and we started going, what is going on with our crazy world? And there's a bunch of psychopaths at the top of it, apparently, running things, wanting us to get used to synthetic meat. Um, I, I began feeling like the years were possibly being stolen, but here's what God's promise is, is that he will restore to us the years that are stolen. So we are going to rely on that. Uh, we have an incredible guest. You are absolutely, absolutely going to love her. Before we get to her, let's just look at one, like just a few seconds video just to show you what is really going on. So panelists at the World Science Festival discuss... <laughs> Oh, how they might re-engineer humans for climate change and make them allergic to meat. Do you want to be allergic to steak? Well, here you go. How we might ethically edit ourselves for climate change, for example. We can use human engineering to help us address climate change. So I'll give two examples. So one is that uh, people eat too much meat, right? And if they were to cut down on their consumption on meat, then they would, uh, it would actually really help the planet. Uh, but people are not willing to give up meat. So possibly we can use hu human engineering to make it the case that we're intolerant to certain kinds of meat, to certain kinds of bovine, uh, bovine proteins. And there's actually analogs of this in life. There's this thing called the long star tick, where if it bites you, you will become allergic to meat. Uh, I can sort of describe the mechanism. So I just that's something that we guy. can do through human engineering. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're just such psychopaths, aren't they? I just dropped something here. I don't know what's going on. So, so listen, uh, there's somebody that's been outing some of these crazies uh, for a while now, and she's incredible. And I first saw her at the Reawaken. We've had Clay Clark on the show, I don't know, 20 times. But um, Clay invited this incredible woman who just spoke so profoundly and made sense of some of the chaos that we've been going through. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Her name is Mel Kay. And uh, Mel Kay is a lover of truth, facts, God, and country. A New York University journalism and film school alumna, Mel spent 20 years working in Hollywood before returning to the East Coast to focus on investigative journalism, exposing truth and hidden history through the Mel Kay show. And you've got to watch it. It's incredible. Mel is passionate about disclosing the 
malevolent geopolitical forces that are hell-bent on achieving their goal of ending nation-states and self-determination of free peoples for top-down global governance, where life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness will be replaced with surveillance, compliance, and control. Armed with the United States Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Bible, Mel fears no evil, for she is confident that God wins always. I love her, and you're going to love her too. Mel Kay, welcome to the show. Thank you for waiting in the background there. Hey, we are thrilled (laughs) to have you. I'm so excited to be here. I've been following you for a very long time. So this is a a meeting of the minds and I'm very, and I love uh, the Canadian fighters out there. A lot of them do watch my show. So I'm very grateful to be uh, with your audience, which is worldwide, but I I love Canada as well. We're fighting the same battle. The Canadians know you, Mel, and and it's very surprising. Uh, I'm glad because sometimes there's not this crossover. And you and I have a a joint friend, you're very good friends with the lovely, beautiful, talented, stunningly gorgeous Anne Vandersteel. Yes, um, (laughs) you're doppelganger. You guys are twins. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I have people on from the States, uh, they'll say, you know, you look just like Anne. And uh, I didn't used to know who she was. Somebody, I was actually in Costa Rica when somebody first said, uh, are you Ann Vandersteel? And I said, no, I thought, I, I felt kind of honored. I thought she knew, you know, oh, you look like someone I, I watch. I'm like, really? Yeah, well, that could be, but it was Ann, not me. And so I just, I love Ann. I love Ann's work. She does uh, great things and so do you. So I appreciate you. this. Um, when, let me just ask you something. So it says that you were here, you were like in Hollywood. So what did you do in Hollywood yeah. in times past? Um, I, uh, well, I started out first, I, I, I was in journalism, then I went back for film and I was a, uh, for 20 years, I worked as a screenwriter, a pretty specific type though. I, I specialized in historical drama. So, you know, things that you would see on history channel or discovery that go back in time and, uh, reconstruct certain periods that were, uh, big, uh, important periods of history and then fictionalize them into, uh, entertainment, infotainment, I call it. And so uh, that's what I did. And it really required a tremendous amount. I'm, I'm a huge history buff. I've been my whole life. My father is is, is like an encyclopedia. So uh, it gave me the uh, joy of really, really researching periods of time on all aspects like we do now, uh, social, cultural, political, spiritual of a, a time period, and then turning that into some kind of fictionalized story that people can follow and feel like they're, you know, watching an entertainment, entertaining movie or one hour drama, but really they're learning. And and that became something I became uh, very passionate about for uh, Mm. about 20 years. And that probably lends itself well to, you know, the incredible information that you share all the time um, with your audiences. And you've been speaking out basically, I guess, like we're living a drama right now. It's an unbelievable part of history. We've never seen anything like this. And so uh, when did you first Uh, get passionate about speaking out about who's running the world and what this is really about, as opposed to the narrative we hear on the mainstream. Well, first is I had uh, a long time ago, I I wrote a screenplay about Eichmann in Jerusalem, the uh, Eichmann trials covered by Hannah Arendt, who's been the most influential in my work uh, and my study since I was 19 years old. And uh, I dug into that. So I really looked into Germany in the 30s and 40s to write that project and kind of how that evolved, how she evolved uh, to being somebody that she coined the phrase, the banality of evil about Eichmann, 
which was uh, basically something that we really saw up close and personal during the pandemic. And um, so a lot of that work transferred over to um, me really watching what was going on over time. I also, uh, because of my life and, and growing up in Manhattan and uh, in Florida and in LA, I was very familiar with the Jeffrey Epstein case, the first case uh, in 2008. And then, and I knew some people involved and my parents lived uh, around where he lived. So for 20 years, um, so that was kind of, that was happening at the same time as I was getting, watching more and more things happening in some of these cultural institutions. And I became very suspect uh, through the Epstein work. And I, I really, I got kicked off of YouTube because I dug too deep into that. And, um, but as I was watching this happen and I was connecting the dots, you know, Jeffrey Epstein was a member of the Council of Foreign Relations. He was a member of the Rockefeller Institute. He was a member of the Trilateral Commission. He was funding a lot of these billionaires involved in the Wuhan lab and the, and the Human Genome Project. And then as I started to see, uh, I, I was one of the first people, I think, that talked about this weird event 201 that was going on and this good club that was meeting at the Rockefeller Institute in 2009. And I I just started to really see, oh, my God, they are doing this again. It, it is the same playbook. It is the same people. And they are trying for what I call the Fourth Reich. And that's not uh, a... a that's not just something I'm saying. If you actually do do the research and look at the goals of the Third Reich, which didn't, they didn't even get close to their goals because their their goals were a top-down world government of totalitarian technocracy, um, but they didn't even get close. But there, it is very similar and it's a lot of the same people. So I started following, you know, Operation Paperclip and Mockingbird and the, and the creation of the UN and what, who was involved and what was involved there. And, and sadly, but it's true, um, these are the same people. And we, uh, the free people of humanity, have to understand that they, they have played this game for a very long time. And I believe that um, it's all to culminate in something called Agenda 2030. And uh, I think much of what we've seen, including the pandemic, including these wars, including uh, the manufactured chaos and color revolutions are uh, that this is a plan. And I think that we can see their plan and therefore we can finally at this point see enough through it because they, they failed during the uh, pandemic. And too many people saw what they were, who they were, and woke up like from your show and many other shows. And I think that they're losing. But the problem with them losing is that um, they've had a hundred years to figure out how to do this and they're not giving up without a fight. So though it's very dark right now, uh, I truly do believe that it's darkest because um, they are not giving up their power without a fight and uh, we will prevail. But uh, this is, it has to be done this time. I, I, I'm a firm believer that though, uh, though Germany lost World War II, I, I am a believer that, that the Nazis and those who controlled the Nazis did not. And I think we're still dealing with the problem of never eradicating that from our planet. Wow. When you talk about Agenda 2030, and yes, uh, you know, coming down from the UN, tell me a bit about what you discovered in how the UN was brought together and this agenda and how, how far into it and, and what are the things we should fear about that? Okay, well, what we have to understand is it was originally Agenda 21, but you got to go back to the beginning of the UN. They wanted something called the League of Nations, which was basically they laid out a one world government scenario and the US rejected it. I believe Canada did as well. 
um, many nations did. So they regrouped again and they came back and um, David Rockefeller, who I believe, uh, you know, in America, we fought the American Revolution. Uh, we were led to believe that we won the American Revolution. Uh, but it does seem to me that we, um, the people of the United States, were greatly deceived because I happen to believe at this point with all of my work, that the crown and people loyal to the crown went back to Europe, uh, England particularly, and then infiltrated us through the financial system and then through our academics, our universities and our institutions. Um, and that started with the advent of the Federal Reserve. And a lot of these people, Rockefeller, Astor, a lot of the people involved, Carnegie, uh, in the Federal Reserve also continued down the pike for uh, being very involved in the education system and very involved in our universities and very involved in, in many other things, including the, um, the creation of the United Nations, the creation of the Council of Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, all three paid for by David Rockefeller with his partners, uh, Zig Brzezinski and Henry Kissinger, all of whom we were told were these good guys. But I will tell you, when George H.W. Bush walked on the floor of the United Nations uh, after unsuccessfully trying to, to uh, I believe, uh, assassinate Reagan, but he got his chance and he walked on the floor and he said, uh, we are entering the new world order and the United Nations will be our guide, that that was the plan. That was the long game plan. That is what they always wanted. That, uh, if you go, yeah, go ahead. Say that exact sentence, Mel? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyone can see it on the floor of the United Nations. Just at the time, we didn't understand that globalization meant global governance. It didn't mean all of our nations are going to be great and hold hands and cooperate and make a perfect world, which is how they sold it to us. They sold us the United Nations and they still do. It's a total fraud. I think it's the biggest fraud that's been committed against we, the people of this planet for the last 75 years. But it was always intended to concentrate power and wealth among this small group, I call them the billionaire globalist oligarchy, and then to let us all kind of live in their world. And I, I believe as it went along that uh, they had infiltrated every aspect of our lives. After World War II, the United States brought in a lot of the best Nazi uh, behavioral scientists, uh, psychiatrists, scientists, teachers, everything, uh, and uh, with Operation Paperclip, and they just continued along this path where they believe you know, it's, uh, there's two books, uh, David Rockefeller's autobiography and um, Carol Quigley of Georgetown's Tragedy and Hope, where they don't hide that this was the plan. And, and they basically say that a moneyed oligarchy of bankers and educated elite uh, is a better plan for running the planet than auto determination of, of people, of us. And, um, and, and I, I do believe that the uh, election of Donald Trump was a real problem. Uh, he started to dismantle all of the global institutions that they had put in place for when they um, got the technology and the ability to kind of get the whole world on board at the same time, i.e. the Great Reset. And they went warp speed at that point. And then, uh, you know, little, little time went by. We're getting all this chaos. And then what happens? They unleash the pandemic and the whole world shuts down. And suddenly you realize, like, Anyone that was saying it was conspiracy theory that there's this one world government um, concept that has been taking over the planet suddenly saw the whole world walking in lockstep and you had to take a step back and say, somebody is running this. And so I've spent the last, you know, three and a half years kind of identifying, A, who's running this 
and B, uh, how can we, the people of our nations, people that uh, value freedom and sovereignty and liberty and God, uh, fight back and destroy them? And, and that's, I think, where we are. Wow. Let me ask you a bit about China. Um, it was interesting. Um, I was watching the other night Biden um, having met with Xi um, and this very complex um, situation wherein it looks like perhaps they've, as a family, received funds. I mean, things are coming out. Oh, yeah. And yet he has to meet in front of the world with this guy and pretend they're on, you know, the right sides. But but China, you know, has sent, you know, over the United States this, um, you know, traveling balloon and <laughs> fentanyl and all of that, you know. And uh, uh, it's just a, a bit of a gong show, but... What what do you think of the role of China in the midst of of what how the UN functions and the elites? Right. Well, I think um, so. In in the way that I've broken it down is that the group of the oligarch billionaire uh, globalists. They're globalists. We have them in our country. People that are in on this. I believe both Bushes, uh, Obama, Clinton, and Biden are all globalists. They're post America. Uh, people. They're looking to be part of this globalist oligarch billionaire elite. Well, that group of people that I, I dubbed the Fourth Reich because of their end goal, not because they're Nazis, but because their end goal is very similar to the end goal written back in before World War II, is that they're looking to have a totalitarian top-down control. It has a lot to do with controlling natural resources, controlling transportation. They do it under the guise of, of a fraudulent uh, again, Rockefeller plan, limits of growth, Club of Rome that created the climate emergency, climate change, which is really a, a transfer of power and wealth to the same group of people. Everything that we deal with is a transfer of power and wealth to the same group of people. The hard part for people to understand is that there is no, the people that we're talking about, which I believe G and Putin are both part of this is, and maybe not them, but certainly oligarchs and billionaires in each nation, in all of our nations, yours included, uh, they are a, they, they consider themselves a super class above all of us, above our government, certainly. Uh, Klaus Schwab has said openly he's captured all governments, yours and mine, and, and I believe he has in a lot of ways. And what they they don't have an allegiance to any nation they don't believe in nation states they believe in global governance it's on all of their websites you know if you go to there's there's tentacles of this un the un is the weakest but they are connected to the world economic forum the world health organization ipcc which is the climate change people a bunch of ngos rockefeller foundation open society um, the Crown, a lot of different people. They're also uh, connected to uh, three banks, the Bank of International Settlements, which is at the top, World Bank and the IMF. And they all function with the Council of Foreign Relations and the Chantham House. And they're like about 20,000 people that are really, I believe, they go to meetings all over the world, Davos, Bilderberg. We hear them, the COP conferences. But until you really look at it deeply and you go to their own websites and their own literature and you start to see that they all have an agenda 2030, all of the agenda 2030s are almost exactly identical. All of them talk about ending sovereignty of nation states and having a global governance under the guise of climate emergency or climate change or too much population. All of it is about a transfer of wealth and power, ending the middle class worldwide, which was a lot of what ha we saw happen during COVID more than anything else. And it is a, um, 
it is a a belief in these people that um, there are a lot of useless people, useless eaters. They they say this in their meetings. And uh, what we do, like you brought up Clay, Clay and I've worked a lot on this together, is we go and we watch their meetings and we watch their talks and we watch George Soros and other people uh, talk about this in front of the world. And how China fits in is, uh, and, and China's position in this is brought about by the American faction, and I believe the British faction even further, um, because it was Kissinger and Brzezinski and the Trilateral Commission and, and the UN that really empowered China and brought them into the mix. And, and even though they were communist and, and Mao's revolution, they had this idea, especially Kissinger and Rockefeller, uh, to uh, pull China into the World Trade Organization. And, and we saw during, certainly during Clinton, but also during the Bushes, them ship all of our manufacturing, all of our, uh, you know, lots of our resources, um, a lot of our business, our entire supply chain, we found out finally during COVID is run out of China. And uh, they really empowered China to end up being this. But if, again, you go back and look at their literature, especially Rockefeller and the people in the crown and the people that created the UN and the World Trade Organization, they don't hide this. They believe that the social credit score, the communist socialist model for the people of China should be the the model for the people on planet Earth. Okay, so so China, honestly, we um, the United States and, and, and the UK really empowered China. And as we have watched in the United States, we have all of our industry, all of our manufacturing, all of our pharmaceutical manufacturing, all these things that used to be uh, American are now made in China. We also have these global institutions. So the easiest way to look at this is if you look at the uh, World Economic Forum, and their global public-private partnership, they call it, of stakeholders, and you really look at what's going on there, you'll see that all of the nations that we think are fighting against each other, the people that are running these nations, including Putin and, and Xi and Modi and Trudeau and obviously who, oh Biden, I call him because it's really Obama, and all these people, right. they're all aligned with this, with this idea of Agenda 2030, which is the global governance by 2030. So I, I believe that they believe that China's model for society, I mean, how we live our lives, we the people of your country and my country should be living the way that the people in communist China live. And that's how they can execute their plan of a technocracy with a totalitarian top-down control. And now because of technology and a lot of things that were advanced, um, sadly by uh, big tech in America, um, they have the ability to pull this off. The only thing is that they can't do it without us complying, without us following, without us, uh, our consent and they have no authority. So we have to be very cognizant that yes, they've captured our governments and our nation, and they're doing it also through um, the takeover of the uh, multinational corporations. A lot of people think some of these companies, Apple, Nike, Disney, they're American, they're not, they're globalists. They're all globalists. BlackRock and Vanguard, uh, Larry Fink of BlackRock is on the board of the Council of Foreign Relations. He's on the board and one of the architects of the Great Reset, which is what this is all called, Great Reset. And then um, he's also the only person uh, basically financial outside of China that can function freely in the CCP. So 
you know, they set up the Great Reset. They have their plan for the fourth industrial revolution. They rolled out the the COVID in hopes that it would kick it to the next level. And accidentally, they woke a lot more people up than they had hoped. And I, I don't believe that they will be able to achieve their end goal. But they're trying. And uh, we have to be very aware because there's a lot we can do. And they, they have us in a learned helplessness state and uh, really shook up the world with the COVID. But I, I feel very much that they're failing. And uh, Agenda 2030 is uh, is out there. People know these 17 sustainable development goals are sustainable only for the globalist billionaire oligarchy to keep their power. And uh, we should be fighting against that and not each other, because that's another part of how they're doing this is having us fight each other and the wars and the marching and the, you know, the, all these different um they're not organic uh, movements like Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all this stuff. It's all them. It's all financed by the same people. Uh, the sooner we, the people of humanity, realize that uh, and realize that God is on our side, but we have to be the ones to take them down. God will guide us, but uh, it, it's us that are the answer, uh, the better. I, I hear that you're positive about it. I hear that your, your sense is that people have woken up. Um, I'll tell you, like, we're, we're facing um, quite a mess here in Canada because I don't know if enough people have woken up when they start announcing masks returning or saying anything like that. All of a sudden, you just go out on the street and, you know, another 20 people in the supermarket are wearing masks. It's not even mandated, but they're, they're doing it because they've just heard a news report. Oh, we've got, like, a, you know, a variation of something coming or whatever. And then you go, wow, like, is our, uh, is our work really close to not being done at all. Um, not enough people. Um, and, and I guess there's some, you know, they'll only listen to mainstream or whatever. But I do hear um, in, in what you've said that we can do things. And I, the justice system seems to be seized as we've seen, like with the United States, the FBI, the CIA, like we're watching them do horrible things to Donald Trump while the Biden crime family seems to have no justice at all. Nobody's going after Fauci. You know, uh, it's difficult to watch. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's very, you know what, this is by design. I don't know if you've ever uh, played on here. You might want to want to check it out if you haven't. The um, There's an interview with G. Edward Griffin and a, uh, a Soviet, um, a guy that left the USSR named Yuri Bezmenov that everyone should watch because what we're dealing with now is... Um, China and and a lot of these countries that have had these revolutions, Mao's revolution, Marxist revolutions, this is how they get us. Because because a lot of what they're talking about, especially the seventeen development goals and the and the climate change and all of that, it's it's code for communism. And um, it's very easy to see how they are manipulating people. We also have to realize that this is an information war, even worse, it's a cognitive war. Um, you can look at any of NATO's documents and a lot of them come out of Canada, I have to say, um, which is odd, but it's true. So NATO in mm. Canada and the US, they, uh, this is a cognitive warfare. So they, what they're doing is they're dehumanizing, demoralizing, normalizing the abnormal, they're breaking us down, putting us in a state of learned helplessness, using propaganda. Uh, it was illegal to use propaganda against the people of the United States. But Obama, who I believe is signed us on to Agenda 2030 without our knowledge, and many other things came through Obama, um, he reversed the Smith-Munt Act and turned it that they could use propaganda against us. And the guy who did that with Obama 
then went to the World Health Organization and was the head of propaganda there during the uh, pre pre COVID lockdowns, the whole thing. So we've been and a lot of this uh, technology and the uh, mind control, the mind war, the manipulation uh, is all coming. It, a lot of this comes out of Nazi Germany, as I said before, and uh, people are fully um, they, they are not able right now. And this is this is out there. There are NATO documents. Anyone can look them up. They're about cognitive warfare, about the mind war, about turning people's minds into weapons, minds into tools. They have this ability many different ways. And so right now, people are really unable to think. The people that I, I mean, I believe that it's to that level. There was a um, a bunch of this is goes back to MK Ultra too. There was a bunch of uh, army, both in Canada and America, but also all over the world, that really, really perfected the mind wars, the the ability to uh, control how people think, what they think, and a traumatic incident like the lockdowns, like the COVID made people very suggestible. And if people weren't, uh, didn't have the ability to critically think and to take a step back and to look at the whole world walking in lockstep and think this can't be right. Or look at, you know, dig into event 201 or look at mm. the, the stuff that's being hit and let alone the censorship of people like you and me and not or the, the advent this new thing of fact checkers that we never had before telling people don't believe what you see don't believe what you hear don't do your own research like all this stuff so yeah it's, it's disturbing but i do think just like one just like the american revolution or any other time it doesn't need to be everyone it just needs to be enough people. And and it does seem Canada is, is far more captured, but you have a lot less people and they are really controlling your media. Yes. I mean, they're doing it here, but Canada is a whole nother level. And that is because of both Freeland and, um, and Justin Trudeau are World Economic Forum, young global leaders, I believe. Uh, Klaus Schwab brags about capturing Canada yes. uh, and France. And, uh, you know, and so uh, our oligarch billionaire elite um, that have captured this nation have also captured yours. And I think that the problem is right now is uh, a lot of people were saying Don they're not after Donald Trump would say they're not after me, they're after you and I'm in the way. The truth right now, I believe on this planet is they're not after America. They're after the world and America is in the way. Our constitution, our bill of rights and our second amendment is a real problem for them achieving their goals. So they're really, really uh, full steam ahead. A color revolution is under place in America. And part of that is the legal system and what they're doing to Donald Trump and what they're doing to lawyers all over this country and anyone that questioned the fraudulent election and anyone that questioned COVID and anyone that's questioning anything are being treated like the criminals. There's a whole FBI list of like, you know, MAGA, make America great again, are the terrorists. This is all like Yuri Bezmenov said, it is infiltration instead of invasion. It is subversion mm. instead of elections. It is a communist takeover right out of Mao's China's playbook, playing exactly as is. And that's the good part. They're not very creative. So if you go back and you look into a friend of mine, G. Van Fleet, who's escaped communist um, China, just put out a book, Mao's America. And it kind of it's the same playbook. It's the same playbook as Hitler in the 30s and 40s, as the Bolshevik Revolution, because it's the same people. And um, and that's where I see the hope is uh, is that people are starting to really understand that. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. So if people aren't awake yet, 
I believe that more and more people will be awake uh, as we go through the next year because uh, they have a deadline of 2024. And if we don't take back America before 2024, they're going to then take the election again. And then uh, the next goal is this something called that everyone should be looking at summit of the futures at the United Nations in 2024, where all of our nations are expected to not only sign on to the World Health Organization Treaty, which is a joke, but um, also something called our common agenda, which I believe is a global governance um, plan. So uh, I think we have time. I think we just have to keep doing, you gotta keep doing what you're doing. I keep doing what I'm doing and empower people to empower themselves because um, that is key. Right. Is, I mean, is that why they're going after Donald Trump so hard? It's this 2024. It's the election. If he gets in, uh, he's going to come back with a vengeance, right? Like he came in saying we're going to drain the swamp. But in the end, he didn't drain enough swamp. And, and right. he's probably going to come back. And he did have a, a victory I recently saw in the last couple of days, basically um, giving him the right to run in 2024. And I'm glad about that because... We know there's been prophetic words that that he's going to get a second term, and I'm believing for that. Thank God. Um, when when and if that happens, and I I do believe it's just when that happens. Uh, th this is going to be. I mean, this could lead. Do you, do you think that there could be a greater potential for civil war because the left hates him? The the, the Trump derangement syndrome. They they go nuts about Trump. They, they'll cheat, lie, steal, murder. Who knows? to try to keep them out. Yeah, you know, here's here's where the two things, this is what I'm really working on here in, in my country and why I go around to speak so much because those people, first of all, I think it's a small, because they, they own the media, and this is really like this globalist mm. public-private partnership, it's, it's a UN World Economic Forum conglomerate of corporations, BlackRock at the top and Vanguard, they own all the media. And they own all, and then George Soros and his friends, Arabella Partners and stuff, they have all the NGOs that have nice names like Human Rights Campaign or ADL or uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, or whatever. They're all the same 10 billionaires that fund them. If you follow the money, you're going to see that that's the case. The, the goal right now is to convince people that it's, which is true, is that this is not about Donald Trump or uh, whoever's coming, Biden or Michelle Obama or, or whatever the the in Whoever america runs. right now there yeah there are not two parties there it is the illusion of choice they're they are completely captured uh who is running our country uh the military industrial complex that is in bed with wall street the global public private partnership of the world economic forum the lobbyists and quite honestly uh this billionaire ol oligarch elitist class that uh has um the whole global governance they, they are post-america if we just can get to people and say put aside what you think because the truth is right now the only side to fight on is do you want america to be a sovereign nation of the constitution the bill of rights or inalienable rights and self-determination or do you want a global governance overseeing our country, which is what we are headed towards and we have right now. This was a long game. It's hard for people to realize that both Bushes, Clinton, Obama, and now Biden are all on the same side, but they are. And, and that is really where we are and what we need to do. And I think we're getting there. We have a lot of libertarians. I do shows with all kinds of people. Uh, left of center, certainly RFK voters, are very clear that the, the issue right now is globalism versus nation states. 
and and they don't want nation states because nation states if if we were to do what donald trump wanted which was make america great again was actually donald trump's financial plan but it gets all you know the racism sex and misogyny all that no it was his financial plan to take back a lot of what has gone to china reinvigorate america from the inside out our infrastructure our manufacturing our, our borders our our culture our language everything pull it in make it great again and then be able to have cooperation and have all other nations yours included make their nation great again make all the nations thrive again then you can have real global cooperation but that is not what these people want and um i do believe that uh like we said the takedown of Donald Trump, in my opinion, is not about Republic. First of all, there is no Republican and Democrat left and right in America. It is a fully captured DC and it started 20 years ago on the local level. So our government right now is a captured entity, in my opinion. But the takedown of Donald Trump was because he was dismantling the global governance plan, not what he was doing in America. Right when he got in there, he started to dismantle it. And I believe he would have gone after the UN. He was trying to do NATO, which is the one world military, in my opinion. But he he pulled out of the World Health Organization. He pulled out of the very dangerous UNESCO that is dis destroying all of our education worldwide. Pulled out of the, the fraudulent climate, Paris Climate Accords. He was pulling, he was making NATO talk about where the money was, where the money was going, who was running NATO. You have to pay your fair share. That was really about gutting NATO. He was about to audit the Pentagon, He would, which would have brought out black ops, CIA ops, color revolutions. He was doing something to ruin the plan of 2030 agenda, the global governance. He got on the floor of the UN and said, America will never be a globalist nation. We will always be a sovereign nation. This was unacceptable to the billionaire globalist oligarchy elite all the way up to uh, King Charles, the one who announced the Great Reset during the COVID, and uh, they had to take him out. I believe the takedown of Donald Trump was global. It was not American. It was not from inside. And, you know, here we are at, a, at the precipice and you bring up China or Russia or any of these people. I think right now what they want is America off the chessboard. And I think these traders within our nation, these globalist oligarch billionaires and the politicians they control are down with this. They have signed off on America becoming Venezuela. And the next phase after that is more dangerous for the world because take America and what we do stand for and our good military and our good leadership and the people that have been suppressed or or bogged down or the you know these these globalists they they don't care about the democrats there are no democrats they're fully controlled by the globalist oligarchy but without America you have to realize communist Chinese party would fight the Davos uh, crown billionaire class would fight the Muslim brotherhood would fight you know, other factions, the world needs the, the America. But um, at this point, they are willing to uh, walk into World War III than to lose the power of their global governance uh, agenda. Uh, and, and I firmly believe that's where, you know, God's never gonna let that happen. And that's why so much disclosure is happening. But it's a very dark, dangerous time because these people have wielded power. They have, like Donald Trump warned us, they have their own military. They have their own financial system that we're all being forced into and we have to fight. And they have, um, you know, their one world government. They want a one world religion, which uh, this current Pope has been pushing. And, uh, and the truth of the matter is that it's, it's against God, it's against freedom and liberty and self-determination, and it will fail, but we have to be aware of who the enemy is. In America, we're all fighting each other. There's people marching in the streets for a ceasefire, 
in uh, Israel when they don't realize that, that the people paying for both sides of Israel, the people paying for both sides of Ukraine are these same people. They want a great reset on the planet. And the way to do that is pandemics and war and famine. And I mean, they, they will stop at nothing. They are, they are completely psychopathic, like you said. They are evil. They believe in technocracy. They believe in full control, track and trace surveillance. That's what all these sustainable development goals are about. They want to track us cradle to grave and control everything we do. And um, they have the technology. And uh, what they don't have is us. And that's what they're doing. They're trying to make life on Earth so horrible that we get on our knees and we say, save us, United Nations and World Economic Forum, whatever it takes, just save us. And and we're not going to do that. And, and they're starting to realize that. So um, thank I God. I, I, I love these great men you have in the States like Rand Paul, Ron Johnson. Um, and. Uh, like this tweet uh, from a couple days ago, a few days ago, the recent failure of the Pentagon's sixth audit couldn't make it clearer that we need accountability and transparency. The Pentagon's, you know, failed six, six audits, you know. It's time to independently audit the Pentagon. No institution is above scrutiny, especially the DOD with the largest budget of any federal agency. I mean, it, it's just astounding, but I appreciate that there's, there is very good people that are fighting back Ron Johnson. Um, yeah. uh, some of the good people that, that continue to speak out and go out against all of the, the, the crazy. Um, I love that you've got heroes definitely in the United States that are standing and, and going after the, you know, the criminality. Um, and even some of these things, I love that Donald Trump did pull out of the World Health Organization. Um, it was epic what he did, all, all of the things uh, trying to bring peace in the Middle East. And yet I'm just hoping because I have seen more and more, especially African-American videos coming out from these these great young people going, you know what? Like, well, we didn't really like them then, but we sure like them now because look at what, you know, what Biden's done. And I don't think anybody's happy about the borders. This is a crisis, isn't it? This that oh, yeah. all of these people have come across your borders down there. Yeah, it's a strategy. It's called a cloud. These people, they the good part about them, if you study these people, is they don't do anything new. They they're still using Kissinger and Brzezinski's playbooks. They're still doing the same things every other Marxist mm. revolution. Um, the big thing that they've done uh, with, I believe that they we've been in a color revolution since Trump came to power. And this, the, the auditing of the Pentagon, Trump was going to do that. So that was a big problem for these people as well, because that also includes a lot of black ops, a lot of uh, regime change wars, uh, a lot of wars that have happened all over the world uh, that, you know, this money disappears. What's going on in Ukraine? What we sent 100, 200 billion dollars there and we can't clean up our own country. These are wake up every little thing at the border, what they're doing. And this is a, a, the people really funding that uh, are the United Nations, a bunch of NGOs. But um, Biden's regime, uh, George Soros's open society, uh, Catholic charities, a lot of these same players that are involved in this globalist billionaire oligarchy. Um, and a, it's for Cloward Piven strategy, which is to collapse America by um, uh overwhelming social services, overwhelming our medical system, our financial system, our uh, welfare system, our education system, our healthcare, with all of these illegals, uh, A, B, there's a lot of crime, human trafficking, sex trafficking, labor trafficking, slavery, basically. Um, there's a lot of money being made by NGOs. 
but it's also to uh, fragment the culture. It's to make sure that people will not unite because the people that are coming across the border, it's not like immigrants, like my grandparents or how people came here in the past to become Americans. The people they're importing here don't care about becoming Americans. They care about what they're handed out and what they're being given by the UN or Open Society or any of these NGOs. All of these, uh, we had to leave New York. We lived there for our lives, but we couldn't stay there anymore. There's 60,000 illegals in the middle of Manhattan. Now there's 100,000 and they have nowhere to go. It's not humanitarian. It is they, These people are being used as a weapon. And and it's, and it's really, really uh, very sad because the stories that you hear, I do a lot about human and child trafficking. It is, it is open season down there and they're shipping them all over this country. We don't know 85,000 children they say are missing. I say it's at least double that. And um, I've had on whistleblowers and stuff. So also at the border, we have to remember this concept of open societies. If you really do dig into their own websites, all the way up to the Bank of International Settlements, the IMF, the World Bank, any of them, UN, and you look at what they're talking about with global governance, it's very similar to if you've seen the movie Hunger Games, where they they actually signed this, Biden and uh, Obama, Obama's running a Biden, in my opinion, um, and it's Obama's whole crew came back in, all these globalists, um, they signed this North American treaty that would eliminate the borders between Canada and Mexico and the United States because you'd be a ward. The first ward is the EU. So what they want, they want to divide us into wards, have no real borders, and then really just have chaos and and uh, and then to crack down with technology control, like 15-minute cities and central bank digital currency. And they're talking about the one world global ID, which would be connected to the central bank currency and to your healthcare records and to monitor your carbon footprint. This is all real stuff. That's all part of Agenda 2030 that all of our nations that are aligned with the World Economic Forum and the UN are pushing right now. And once they have that, then people are tracked and traced and surveilled. There is no freedom left. And their whole plan, China and, and Bill Gates and others are buying up all the farmland in America, not for us to live there, but so we cannot live there. And I think it's happening in Canada as well. And it's it's really, it is this, if anyone's ever seen the movie Ready Player One or any of these, or Minority Report, it's they have this technology. And what they want to do is to force us to accept it. And this is where God comes in. This is where free will comes in. This is where believing in freedom and liberty and, and your future and, and the future for your children, everything that we had was working. But Build Back Better, which we all heard come from your government and the crown and everything, Great Reset, all of that is about destroying what is, what does work, what is what, what is worth conserving is no longer valuable to them. They want to also turn all natural resources into their hands in something called a natural asset class they're talking about. All they want, trillions of dollars given to them, this same group of people, to fight climate change when they're the ones causing the climate problems. They want all this money for wars that they are paying for on both sides, including Israel right now. So what we have to understand is this is a small group of people. They are relics. They are coming out of what I call the Poison Ivy League. They have been trained and, and groomed to take over for Brzezinski and Kissinger and the same model. And they're not, they're failing. And, and mm. the reason we know they're failing is because they are being very desperate. So what we have to do is we have to just accept we are all fighting the same enemy. And if we don't get on the same team right now and realize that if they take our freedom 
and they put us into this model, this totally digital track and trace surveillance that they're selling in your country and my country and all over with ESG scores and social credit scores and you know tracking our DNA and tracking our children and remote learning and all of this stuff is about surveillance. If they get that, then you know there is no there is no ingenuity, creativity, imagination. All they seize it all. You won't be able to do that. And um, and we have to really understand. Right now, we should stand together, regardless of what you're fighting for, your small issue or your oppression or your victimhood. Forget it. If we have no freedom, we have nothing. And right now, all Americans and certainly all people worldwide have to understand we need to unite now under the cause of freedom and liberty, as our founders did. Once we gain back and these people are put out, and God willing, yes, Donald Trump comes back in and many leaders around this country, uh, uh, this country, this world, uh, you will you will need a leader that's on the side of the people. He's not on the, Trudeau's one of the worst. Oh. And that, you know, and the truth of the matter is that we do have some fighters inside, but the real fighters are the people of the United States of America that need to realize if we stand for freedom now against tyranny and globalism, our future is so bright. We can totally, now that we know that we have unlimited money that they can send overseas, why don't we reinvest it in our own country? And, and you guys sent money over there, invested in your own country. And all of these countries should be looking at the last year and saying, hey, I want that money reinvested in my nation. And then we can actually build something for the future where there's a, a, a true global uh, cooperation and it's working. But where we are now, uh, we just really need to unite over what matters, which is if we lose our freedom, we all lose equally. I, I just appreciate this. This is, you know, it, it's so wonderful. And I could listen to you all day. I, I appreciate everything that you've done to to bring the world out. You just you just talk in such coherent sentences and lay it flat out and it makes so much sense. And and I think that the more people are awakened, you know, and they're gonna get awakened watching this show, I always encourage everyone to share, share, share everybody, share this with somebody that, you know, isn't really, you know, buying it all or or isn't any state right. of confusion. But one final one final thing I wanna ask you before we let you go is, is there ever moments where you kind of laugh? Like I had to have a chuckle last, I think it was Wednesday, Jesse Waters shows that the judge that is uh, overseeing the trial for Donald Trump has these, these pictures of his bare chest. You know, I, know. Uh, I mean, like you gotta go, is like, is there some kind of like what's happening with old men and showing pictures of themselves? Because then there's uh, Biden's brother and they found his pictures on a gay site, you know, yeah. and you, you don't know if someone was sabotaging him or, or how that all happened. But you still took all those pictures. So, you know, yeah. and then you wonder, is there a real sexualized culture underneath it all? But the beauty is you have to laugh because I'm. You know, so Obama's running Joe Biden. Well, Obama then blows out his record for having the most votes uh, of all time because Joe <laughs> Biden beats him. You know, Joe, right, right. Joe beats him yeah. because they're cheating, you know? Yeah. And it's there's just so many moments to just savor and laugh at them. Yeah. Oh, it's so important. Uh, I mock them all the time. I mean, like I'm very good friends with Roseanne Barr and we always crack up and send each other videos of this Noah Harari, the oh, guy yeah. that's behind the democratic movement of the of the World Economic Forum. But a lot of these people, I mean, also all these captured movie stars that think we still care and don't realize that they were paid off by Pfizer to deceive everyone. Or mm -hmm. there's, there's so much to be... Um, 
And I find a lot of that. And the, the best thing is getting out there. I know you've come to the Reawaken Tour, but uh, everyone should be doing, I have a book coming out called Americans Anonymous. It hmm. could be Canadians Anonymous too. And it basically takes the concept of um, of Neighborhood Watch or AA meetings all over the world. And we should be having like, these little freedom meetings in all of our neighborhoods and communities. Right. And weeding out any of the sustainable development, UN, any of this nonsense, weeding it out, putting in good, replacing all their stuff with good, with with what what is real, what matters. There's just so much we can do. And, you know, I watch the libs of TikTok and all this stuff. It is all part of the same model. They are trying to break up the, uh, the, the nuclear family. They're trying to take kids away from parents. They don't want any private property. It's straight out of the Marxism, communist manifesto, and it never worked ever. It's not going to work now. Um, and I just believe that there are way more of us, you and me, and people that think like us than there are of them. They own the media, so they can manipulate what the majority is. But the majority of people on planet Earth want to be left alone. They want the government to do their job, the military to protect their nation and their families, and they want to have their own free will. They want to make choices. They want they want to live by you know the golden rule and live their way and and find their potential and have their children find their potential and thrive. This has all been manipulated. And I just really believe that uh, God's hands are here. And like I said, we uh, America was really captured the day they murdered JFK. And and we've we've been a long time coming. But I believe that on the other side of this, not only do we eradicate what JFK warned us about, if anyone wants to go read his uh, monolith speech for to the press in 1961, we are fighting the same battle. Uh, Donald Trump fought the same battle. We, the people of the United States and Canada, are fighting the same battle. And this time we win, and we win big. We eradicate it for good, and the future will be far better. So it's going to be a rough ride. I believe we have to be very involved, very vigilant, maybe have these freedom neighborhood meetings, get involved in the elections, get involved in the school board, city council, change laws where you can, use lawfare against them like they use it against us, be prepared for 2024 get out there and take our nations back because i believe we're in a battle we're in a war it's going to get dark there's going to be a revolution but then there will be a renaissance on the other side and a lot of people will finally pay and be held accountable we'll have transparency and we can go forward in a far better way because we have been entrapped and captured for far too long and the freedom on the other side of this if we can all stick together you can fight about abortion. You can fight about, you know, guns. You can fight about whatever you want when we restore and ensure our freedom. But before we ensure and restore our freedom, we need to all be on the same team. Everything else can be right. dealt with later. And I feel like that's where we are and it'll get like more it. and more clear. Yeah. Oh, that, that is such a, a valuable message. So beautiful. And I, I feel hope um, having I you do. on here today. I appreciate that. I, I really feel hope. Good. You should. I want this to be right. I want us to win. And you think we, we can, Mel? Oh, 100%. 100%. We are the majority. I'm telling you, I've been in, in 26 states. I've driven all over America. I have yet to sit down next to somebody without, regardless of who they are or what they are, that doesn't look at you and say, I don't know what is going on, but our country's in big trouble. Well, we got enough of them out there, I tell you right now. Yeah. And uh, we will stay vigilant. We will keep fighting. And uh, frankly, I this is God's war. I believe it is God versus Satan. I think it's biblical. Mm -hmm. But as with always in history, God expects, expects us to use the spark and the genius and the weapons that he gave us inside of each one of us to win this war ourselves. So people have to get out there and realize we, the people are the answer. We will win the war and uh, they cannot take our minds and they will not take our children or our futures.
Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Everybody wants to know how to follow you. So the melkshow.com, uh, uh, that's where they can see what you're talking about and the latest. And maybe we'll see you at a, another reawaken. God bless you. Thanks for standing. And, uh, you know, we'd love to bring you to Canada. We do these um, these events oh, like reawaken. Yeah, okay. I would love it. And also, okay. I want to run and tell your audience, I have a free resource page at themelkshow.com. Totally free. Everything I am talking about, I have receipts there. So go there, look at the slides for Reawaken America Tour to explain who they are, as I just told you. There's yeah. lots of information there. It's all free. Uh, it's helpful for everyone. So that's the melkshow.com resource page. I'll come anywhere you, you invite me. I will be there. Okay. I will go anywhere because getting together with people in person is key to winning. Yes. Our energy is one, is strong. Our energy is two, is a lot. And it just grows and grows and grows. And, you know, wherever two people meet, God's there. Wherever millions of people meet, God's there a million times over. So mm. get out there and get together with like-minded folks. And uh, I will see you again. And hopefully you'll come on my show and share Canada's story with my people. Yeah, we have a lot going on. We share it every day. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay, it's been Thanks. such a pleasure. Mel, God be with you. Something. Thank you for all that you've you. uh, taught us today. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. She is awesome absolutely awesome and um you know I, I think that she's really on to something that we have to keep that hope that we can win and there's some days i i just wonder if we can win you know i'm so but we have to remember that god is in complete control and i'm not certain always that winning in, in a day looks like justice on earth uh but it definitely is gonna heat up when we have 2024 coming and we've got Donald Trump uh, has been given the right to run. And we knew that he would because it's just in the cards, isn't it? It's just the way destiny is supposed to go. I think he's going to come through. But in Canada, you know, we've only got Justin Trudeau until 2025. And that's if he's able to keep his seat. There is so much um, dissension in his own party. I think it's going rotten. Do we have that clip on everybody's upset with with Justin and the Arrive Can app. Do we have that ready to go? Could you uh, run that, JT? So take a look, because we all know that a lot of millions of dollars were spent on this Arrive Can app out of your and my pocket, complete blazing scam. And here's what people are talking about it. Take a look. Next question. To Mordorani from the Globe and Mail. Uh, numerous experts, including several people who have worked for your government, are now pointing out that the billions of dollars your government has spent on its innovation agenda has not demonstrably improved Canada's tech sector, Prime Minister, or moved indicators such as GDP growth or business investment in R&D. Well, it's the app that Canadian travelers love to hate. The Arrive Can app. The Arrive Can app. The Arrive Can app. Despite what people say, we continue to be committed to a high-tech future for Canada. It's a so-called IT firm, but it's actually just two individuals working out of, a, out of a house that seem to have deep, close connections with high government officials. Uh, we're going to continue uh, to stand by our investments. We've heard from an IT company involved in the Arrive Can, and they've actually worked out the amount of hours, consulting hours, spent on Arrive Can would cover 32 years of front-end development and five years of back-end development based on an eight-hour workday. Let me ask another question. On, on this project, I think you said you built, uh, for, uh, related to Arrive, kind of approximately, approximately 
4.5 million dollars each year that is not profit to you right that is that is your cost where you are getting money from the government and you are paying the people that you engaged to work on this project correct yes. we were not given 9 million dollars <laughs> we we have built 9 million dollars through our time and material um, for engagement for engagement so in in this context uh, your work for um, your your work for uh, the government of Canada. You're the uh, the broker, the middleman between the government and the uh, and the service provider. Is that correct? Essentially, yeah. They they would come to us with the requirements they asked for and we facilitate. Can you please explain to the Canadian public what ghost contracting is? It's basically a scheme in which a middleman that technically does no work is uh, being added to government contracts without any legal trace. Uh, obviously, this is uh, a practice that seems highly uh, illogical and uh, inefficient, and uh, I have made sure that the uh, Clerk of the Privy Council is looking into procurement practices to make sure uh, that we're getting value for money. And Did Mr. Firth from GC Strategies himself lying to committee about his relationship with CBS officials at CBSA and PSPC. Christian Firth told you that he was friends and had a relationship with Cameron McDonald, is that correct? Correct. And in reference to Mr. McDonald, did Mr. Firth tell you, and I quote, I've been with him his whole career in the government, close quote? Correct. Were you ever coached or directed to offer praise of Mr. McDonald? Correct. And who else did Christian Firth tell you he was friends with and had a relationship with in the government? Uh, well, Mr. Uh, Firth had a very wide network of high-level government executives that he was friends with um, and mostly contracting authorities, C-level government executives. Uh, we're going to continue uh, to stand by our investments. ArriveCan contractors submitted receipts to the government for a company that doesn't even exist. Wow. The government reported uh, in response to a question tabled by a member in the House of Commons that for work on ArriveCan, a company called Think On Inc. received a $1.2 million contract. Were you aware of that? I was not aware of that. You weren't aware? No. This investigation already includes allegations of identity theft, forged resumes, contractual theft, fraudulent billing, price fixing, and collusion in the creation of the $54 million ArriveCan app. I'm glad to be here today to announce $40 million of investment uh, in this world-leading Canadian company. <laughs> Oh, that pace. Um, let us join in a prayer to have all unrighteous leaders removed from our country. Let us ask God to, in a moment, by the flick of his baby finger, remove Justin Trudeau at the exact right hour, in the exact right moment, that justice needs to be served for our nation. And let us pray together that we see that before we have to get to another election, that he is simply removed. Um, so much scandal, so much hiding. Let us pray that the net that he has set for others, he will fall into himself. Let us pray according to the word of God regarding those who do not rule justly and with righteousness, that he is caught in his own web of lies, web of deception, and that the, the very people that are in his party will turn against him. There will be confusion in the enemy camp and he will be brought down. 
Um, I'd like to show you a video of GOP Representative Higgins' um, questions. Uh, so he questions the FBI Director Ray about ghost buses on January 6th. Take a look. In September, Stephen D'Artano, formerly in charge of the FBI's field office in Washington, D.C., testified to the House Judiciary Committee that he was aware the FBI informants would attend the Stop the Steal rally thrown on January 6th. You confirmed that the FBI had confidential human sources at the Stop the Steal rally on January 6th here in D.C., sir? Congressman, as we've discussed before, I'm not going to get into where we have or have not used confidential human sources. But what okay, I can we'll tell move you, on. you asked for a definitive answer. We'll move answer. on. It's my time. You said no. You're not going to answer. That's cool. We're watching. Mr. Chairman, may your, I answer your, the question? Your moment, your moment will come. This is my time. Earlier this year, an FBI informant who is reported to have, quote, his quote, under oath, marched to the U.S. Capitol with fellow Proud Boys members on January the 6th, close quote. He said he was communicating with his FBI handler while people were entering the U.S. Capitol. Can you confirm that the FBI had that sort of engagement with your own agents embedded within the crowd on January 6th? If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying not. no? No. You're saying no? Not okay. violence orchestrated Let's by FBI on. sources or agents. Are you familiar with, with, you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. Well, it's pretty common in, in law enforcement. It's, it's a vehicle that's that's used for secret purposes. It's painted over. These two buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th, 0500. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. are Chairman. painted completely white. Point of order. Point of order. Sure. Just run over the time. I understand, but you'll recall that Ms. Jackson Lee's been allowed to go two minutes before. I've been very fair in letting people finish their questioning throughout my tenure as chairman, and I'll continue to be fair on that regard. But I will make a note to the members, if you could stay as close within your time as possible, we have a lot of people that want to ask these gentlemen questions. So with that, the gentleman yields. But uh, your, your point, I've been very fair in this, Mr. Ivey, with everybody on this side of the aisle just as much. I don't think I that. accuse you of being unfair, Mr. Okay. Chairman. Uh, you're, you're making point a point. Okay, thank you. Uh, I now, rec now recognize Mr. May Gray. I close this, this statement, uh, Mr. Mr. No, Chairman? No, I, I, think, I think your time is expired, Mr. I note that, that other members across the aisle have been, been granted time, and I object well, to, my, to my question being, well, being closed. This is a very significant hearing, Mr. Chairman, and these buses are nefarious in nature and were filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters you, and you, deployed you, onto our Capitol on January 6th. You made, Your you day is your, coming, you Mr. Wright. Mr. <laughs> I, I just like, you know, putting a little bit out there, um, little bit of the, the truths that are coming out. And of course, January 6th, uh, it remains uh, quite 
um, it, this is a story of one day with so much disinformation, with so much information that you just can't find, no one's willing to talk about it. And then you've got these guys in jail and you can't get a, a just trial for them. And let's not, let's not forget the four guys that we have in jail in Alberta that have not had a fair trial and that it has been a real schmoz out there. I'm sure you know about it. It was the Coots, the Coots guys. And um, we need to remember them in our prayers because they're before a, an interesting, interesting justice system right now. And with all of that, we pray that those that are innocent will be proven so and that it, the word comes out. We also know that um, with, with January 6th came a whole lot of people who got in all kinds of trouble and had to face prison time and all of that. And they, they are completely hiding the FBI's involvement. And it's great as all of this stuff just comes out. It's great. Let's just let it flow. One more tiny little video. The Spanish, uh, they've been protesting uh, for lots of nights in a row against their socialist government. So don't forget, while we've got all these protests going on across the world, um, the people of Spain, they have got a brutal socialist government and they are out there. They've had enough and they're protesting. And it really makes me wonder, when does Canada protest what is going on here? When do we take to the streets? When do we have another uprising? We did have Freedom Convoy 2022. Um, there's other ways that we can literally let our voice be heard. And I think that Mel Kay had such good advice about being involved, about standing up, that we're able, we're able to, to stand and to see victory in all of this. So my website is laurelin.tv. Thank you very much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Um, if any of you love this kind of, um, you know, discourse and you appreciate the truth that is shared here, remember very well that we are not supported by any high organizations. We do not have anybody paying our bills. And uh, sometimes people wonder how we even survive and they criticize us for that apparently. But, <laughs> um, you know, because we're a charitable organization, actually you can go to our website and you can have a look at our finances. You can see everything that I make. You can see uh, what's going on. Um, and when you do donate, you do get a, uh, you get an income tax return. So it's getting near the end of, end of the year. If you would like to, to help us to keep going, and to have a budget that can sustain us so that we're not hungry and that we've got food on our table at home here too, um, JT appreciates it, uh, then, then please, um, would you consider that we, we are beholden and we are dependent on those who support the great work that we are trying to bring, the great guests that we are trying to bring you, people like Mel Kay, the doctors that we brought you, the, all of the information, um, support and help, you know, with the work that Toby Carson does and Monique, uh, Dom Dominique, sorry. I was just talking to Monique this morning. Sorry, sorry, Dominique, uh, for the lovely Dominique, um, who helps us behind the scenes and for us that just, you know, gets this job done. It takes a lot actually to put it all together. So thank you for supporting us. We really, really appreciate it. 
and we're going to be focusing on finances um, and we just want to remind you that if you've got some cash in the bank, we highly recommend you making sure it's safe. Perhaps you'd like to buy some real estate anywhere in the world. Maybe not here, but in Canada. But, um, you know, things are going down. So, I mean, real estate, like even if it devalues, at least you've got a piece of land. We highly recommend gold and silver. You can have it in your hand. On a day when the dollar is shown to be the fraud that it is, when fiat currency tanks and crashes and burns um, and your value is suddenly, you know, the value of the dollar is suddenly like 10% of, of what it's worth and they freeze accounts and the world goes crazy. I don't know if that'll happen. I'm just saying, can you see it? Because all, all signs point to that direction. If you'd like to be safe, if you'd like to put your, your funds that you have right now and you want them to continue to be safe, gold and silver, they say that we are expecting a huge, huge rise in gold and silver because it's valuable. The gold and the silver are gods, says Haggai, and we believe that. So we give you our best advice on that. And uh, the people that are in the know <clears throat> are saying that this is the way to go. And, and we stand with that ourselves. So before I let you go, um, let me read to you from Romans 14, verse 19. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Make every effort to lead to peace. I really want that. I want peace. I want world peace, you know, like Miss Universe. Um, I want family peace in my home. I want my children to be at peace. I want my community to operate in peace. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification so that those around you are edified. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. The portion of scripture here is regarding being sensitive and caring and understanding that there are many different views in the world as I've seen even last week, as we're on the show here and I've got a good friend just slamming me on Facebook. I don't know if he's a good friend. I certainly wouldn't, you know, if I didn't agree with him and I haven't agreed with him on certain things he put out on, on the webs, I wouldn't be slamming him. You know, I wouldn't be just deriding and going after him. But as we deal with all of these things, it is up to us and it behooves us to be a person of peace, to be a, a family of peace, to be people of peace. We're watching these world crisis happening, causing effects that, you know, are, are, are bringing other nations in, wars and rumors of wars. In as much as is possible, let's live at peace. Just this morning, I was writing on a feed uh, that a whole bunch of people are in, and <clears throat> I saw 
some information that I felt was uh, not true. And I have sources that say that it's not true. And so I was um, putting that in there and I, I kind of delete, 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 delete. And then I framed it better. I framed my sentence better. I think it's important that we frame our sentences well, that we're careful, that we operate out of kindness, that we operate from a place that in as much as we can, that we do whatever leads to peace. Well, so what happens when it's a time to make war, like Ecclesiastes says? Ecclesiastes says there's a time for peace and a time for war. If you've got to go to war, the Word of God says, with a multitude of counselors, then make war. It means that you might need to talk to a few people. I love this, actually. I mean, this, this is my natural personality as I go, okay, well, I think it's this way. What do you think? Now, friends of mine, my husband can probably tell you that then they'll tell me what they think and I argue with them. <laughs> but I don't hate them. And I, you know, and I, I'm, I'm really good with the conflict. Not everybody is, but I'm like, okay, you show me your video. I'll show you my video and then let's dissect it and then let's talk again, you know? But in as much as is possible, we want everything to lead to peace. God bless you. Be at peace. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.